Pepsodent invites you to have a date with Judy. A typical American girl in a typical American family. Well, let's see. It's a quiet evening in the foster house. Mother is sewing, father is reading, Randolph is tying Boy Scout knots, and Judy is glumping because she doesn't have a date. Mother looks up. Melvin. Yes, dear. I had a letter from Grandma today. You didn't love what you say. She's worried about Aunt Lily. Why is she worried about Aunt Lily? Well, because Don't she... tell me. Let me guess. Because Aunt Lily isn't married. Well, yes. Well, that's nothing new. Grandma's been worrying about that for the last ten years. I was just thinking, maybe we ought to have Lily here for a visit. A sweet girl like Lily. Girl? Mother, she's 34 years old. Well, really, Judy, that isn't the last stage of senility, you know. <laughs> that girl to mother till rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> I'm going to write Aunt Lily to come, and we'll see if we can't find somebody for her. Maybe Judy could get her a date. Me? I'm having enough trouble getting dates for myself. I haven't had a date for three nights. Well, what are you complaining about? Aunt Lily hasn't had a date for three years. <laughs> that isn't so. I'm sure lots of young men have been extremely fond of Aunt Lily. In 34 years, they've had lots of time to. <laughs> the problem is, how can we figure up a man? Digging him up might be a good idea. Gee, <laughs> to think of it. I know somebody old enough for Aunt Lily. Oh, who? Mr. Manchester. He's a librarian at the library. I bet he's 35 if he's a day. And he's a day, all right. <laughs> Why, that's a simply wonderful idea. But I wonder how we should go about asking him. Well, I could kind of take a book out of the library and just sling the invitation to him. We could invite him to dinner the very first night Aunt Lily's here. Oh, sure. We wouldn't want to waste any time. After 34 leisurely years, we got a step on it. That's only the beginning of your date with Judy, chaperoned by Pepsodent. How would you like to find out if your present toothpaste is really doing what you think it is? Maybe it's letting you down. Now, here's the way to find out. Run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. Can you feel a filmy coating? That's what makes teeth dingy. And it's a sign that you'd better switch to Pepsodent toothpaste tonight. Pepsodent Wibirium is the new high-speed toothpaste with the fresh taste and the super cleansing ingredients. It removes that dingy coating from teeth, makes them so brilliantly clean, they feel shiny smooth and they look sparkling bright. So hunt up a collapsible metal tube from any product and take it to your drug counter tonight to exchange for a new tube of Pepsodent toothpaste. And now, back to A Date with Judy. Melvin, my goodness Hello, Lily Well, it's certainly good to see you Do I get a kiss from my favorite brother-in-law? Sure do, Lily You're uh, Well, I'm starved When's that guy going to get here? Guy? Dora, have you invited someone else to dinner? Well, uh, uh yes, in a way A uh, man? Well, uh, yes, in a way. Oh. <laughs> oh, Dora, 
really? You didn't have to. Now, Lily, this is just sort of an accident. As a matter of fact, we'd invited this gentleman to dinner long before we knew you were coming. Oh, yes, eons before. I'll go. Now, I wonder who that could be. Uh, good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Manchester. Very kind of you to stop at the library this afternoon. Invite me to dinner. This afternoon? Oh, that's perfectly all right, Mr. Manchester. Come in. Um, I'd like you to meet my... Uh, well, a friend of mine, Lily Rogan. How do you do? How do you do? And you know the rest of the family. Oh, my, what a formal introduction. <laughs> Suppose I do it all over. Uh, Lily, this is Donald. Donald, this is Lily. How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> do people ever call you Don? Oh, yes, indeed. At college. Ohio Wesley in 1924. They called me Don. Or Manchie. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> Manchie. Isn't that cute, Lily? <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, now that that's over, when are we going to have dinner? My Aunt Lily cooked every inch of it from soup to nuts. I Randolph, I did not. <laughs> Lily is so modest. Well, how's business, Mr. Manchester? Uh, business? Yeah. Oh, very good. We collected 32 cents in fines today. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Mr. Manchester is the new librarian, Lily. Uh, Lily is very interested in books, Mr. Manchester. Oh? She'd make a wonderful wife for somebody who was interested in literary things. Judy! Why, that was a fine dinner, Mrs. Foster. Thank you. Uh, Melvin, aren't you planning to go to your, uh... Lodge meeting tonight? Why, no. My lodge meets on Thursdays. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, the exalted high counselor called uh, and said it was moved up to tonight. Early tonight. Are you going out tonight, Mother, as if I didn't know? <laughs> well, uh, yes, I am. My Red Cross class meets tonight. I thought that met on Fridays. Well, uh, uh, during emergencies, uh, they call special sessions. Yes. <laughs> well, my goodness, I... I must say, this isn't very sociable of us to run off like this, but uh, it will give you two a chance to get acquainted. <laughs> oh, really, Dora, you don't have to do that. Uh, Julie and Randolph are going out in the kitchen and wash the dishes. Aren't you, dears? Well, I guess we are. I guess. <laughs> and then they go right to bed, so you won't have to worry about them disturbing you. Well, come on, Melvin. Um, thank you very much for the dinner, Mrs. Foster. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, Dora, what are we going to do tonight? What do you think we're going to do? You're going to take me to a movie. Are they still in the living room? Stay back here in the hall, Judy. I'll take a quick peek. Are they? Yeah. He's on one end of the davenport and she's on the other. Let me look. Gosh, she isn't turning on the heat, is she? Personally, Mr. Manchester, I prefer Dickens' later work. Great expectations always seem to me a little, uh, immature. Jeepers, I think we handle them that way. My favorite work of Dickens is Nicholas Nickleby. Although I have found great charm in Pickwick papers. <laughs> me, I find no charm in this conversation. Uh, uh, have you read much of Pope and Dryden? Yes, yes, I have. Poor Aunt Lily. She doesn't know beans about man. She's a rank amateur. Well, I wouldn't call either of them great lovers. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, don't you love the lilt of Pope's rhyme couplet? Yes, yes, I do. Isn't that awful? Hey, hey, he's getting up. Jim, we'll see some action now. Oh, my. 9.45. It's getting late. <laughs> getting late? It was charming meeting you, Mr. Manchester. Hope I'll see you soon. I hope so, too. This is the critical moment. If he asks her for a date now, she can. Otherwise, she's cooked. Good night, Ben. Good night. She's cooked. <laughs> uh, what are you doing a week from tomorrow night, Miss Rogan? A Wednesday? Well, nothing. He came through. But a week from tomorrow night? Yeah, I wouldn't exactly call it a whirlwind courtship. I, I wonder if I might come to call. Call? He's one of those parlor plopsters. Oh, I'd be very happy to see you. Well, good night, then, Miss Rogan. Good night, Mr. Manchester. Well, he's gone. Yeah, I said a one-a-week wait will take her till Christmas. You know, Randolph, I think I'll have to give her some advice about men. You mean you're going to part with some of your vast store of knowledge on the subject? If it helps her yoke a bloke, I'd be glad to. Well, you've sure done enough research on the subject. Aunt Lily, I hate to say this, but frankly, your technique is a little oogie. There speaks the voice of experience. Aunt Lily, tell me frankly, do you have a yen for Mr. Yancaster? A yen? Oh, oh Judy, I... I hardly know the man. What's that got to do with it? I asked you if you had a yen for him. Well, I, I think he's very intelligent. In Aunt Lily's language, that's a yen. <laughs> Look, Aunt Lily, one of the first principles of getting a guy gaga about you is to be glamorous in his eyes. Now, for instance, take Edgar. Who's Edgar? This guy I go with. He's gaga about me. Calls me up night and day. Now, the first thing I did when I wanted to make him wacky... And he was that way to begin with, believe me. <laughs> Randolph, please. How can I give Aunt Lily any advice? Well, the first thing I did was find out what moving pictures star was his ideal. But I simply made myself look like that star, and there I was. Do you always do that? Well, sure. This week, she's Dorothy Lamour for Edgar. And a couple of weeks ago, she was Lana Turner for Gerald. Oh, for goodness sake. Her Lana Turner's okay, but her, her Dorothy Lamour is, is very nerve-wracking. It is not, Randolph. <laughs> Aunt Lily, I'll guarantee this will work. Do you think so, Judy? I'm positive. Well, I'm not so sure, but... Well, give me the words. <laughs> I want you to make Aunt Lily positively umphy. I will make her so umphy it will hurt. Good. You can start with a mud pack, and then an ice pack, and after the glacial a facial, and then an eyebrow pack and an eyelash curl. <laughs> this is not good, Aunt Lily. It's perfectly terrific lipstick, isn't it, Andre? Glamorosa number five, no less. Positively kiss-proof and everything. Now, okay, up your lips, Aunt Lily. And, Andre, when you finish the manicure, give her a pedicure. A passion red nail polish on her feet, too? Of course. 
Oh, the passion red nail polish. He is so passionate. <laughs> Judy wants to come over here for? Well, she said that something startling was going to emerge from the beauty shop. She wanted both of us to pass on it. Well, here it comes. Well, let's see. Hi, Randolph. Hello, Randolph. Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily, this is Mitzi. I asked her to drop by to, well, try to give you the one over. Oh, really, Judy? Do you have to call in perfect strangers? Oh, Mitzi isn't a perfect stranger. She's my best girlfriend. Besides, she's practically an authority on glamour, aren't you, Mitzi? Well, practically. Doesn't Aunt Lily look perfectly yummy? She sure does. Me, I haven't been able to take my eyes off Aunt Lily since she came out of the beauty parlor. And I see a couple of pedestrians with the same idea. <laughs> oh, I don't know whether they're staring at me or glaring at me. Let's go. Just wait till you get home and Mother sees you. She'll be insane about you. And as for Father, they'll have to put him in an institution. <laughs> Yeah, Lily, don't you feel just like a movie star? Well, I certainly don't feel like myself. I think you'll wow any man you meet. If you just remember to turn on the heat. Turn on the heat? That's what I've been trying to tell her, Mitzi. She needs... Just give her the stuff, Aunt Lily. You know, click on the trigger. Give with the stuff? It's really very easy. For instance, what repartee would you hand out if a man said to you, Come on, Mouse, let's grow well, no man I know would ever say, come on, Mouse, let's grow. You'd better listen to Missy Aunt Lily. Her advice has been very successful with me. All I'm trying to do is make a cuddle cat out of you. Well, I'm not so sure I want to be a cuddle cat. Why, you do too, Aunt Lily. Go ahead, Missy. All right. Now, what do you come back with when somebody says to you, what's cooking, good looker? Well, I don't know. You come back with soup, group. Uh, <laughs> I see. Blow me down. Look who that is over there across the street. Why, it's Mr. Manchester. Oh, my. Why, Aunt Lily, under that glam roll of number five, you're blushing. He's coming over to talk to us. Now, remember, Aunt Lily, sparkle. Be enthusiastic. I can't. Do I look all right? You look like a house of fire. That's what I'm afraid of. You want, to... you want to make a positive impression on this guy, Miss Rogan? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Then hand out the goo. Do like Mitzi says. Talk about his necktie and his shoulders and his chest expansion. Well, I'll try. Oh, here he comes. Oh, Miss Rogan. Oh, dear. Miss Rogan. Good luck, Aunt Lily. Good afternoon, Miss Rogan. And hello, children. Hello. Hi, Nancy. What? What? Miss Rogan. What's cooking? Good looking. Beg pardon? That's, uh, well, that's a very beautiful necktie you have on. And so are your shoulders. Um, what was that, Miss Rogan? And you've got a very snazzy chest extension. Why, Miss Rogan? When are you coming over to dinner again, Mr. Manchester? Why, I don't know. I, uh... You know what we're having for dinner tonight? Well, uh, no, I... I'm... We're having soup, Drew. Oh, Well, I Well, I, I'm very glad I saw you. I'm sorry I have to dash. 
Goodbye, Mr. Manchester. Uh, goodbye. I, I really have to dash. Well, that certainly was a dashing conversation. <laughs> I can't understand it. You were just wonderful, Aunt Lily. Yeah. You certainly sparkled and everything. Yes, I sparkled, all right. Sparkled him right out of my life. Well, he certainly did have a funny reaction. Oh, well, Aunt Lily, don't bother about him. If he had funny reactions like that, I just wouldn't waste any time on him. I certainly wouldn't. He acted like an ache. He did not. He's a sweet, sensible man, and I, I like him very much. Jesus, I never thought love would enter into this. <laughs> Judy and Randolph seem to be doing it the hard way. We'll see what happens on your date with Judy in just a moment. You know, there's a hard way and an easy way to do everything. The hard way to learn if your teeth are dingy, if your smile is unattractive, is to watch the reaction of your friends. If they seem to avoid you, that may be a clue. The easy way to learn about your smile takes two seconds and spares you lots of embarrassment. Now, here's all you do. Run the tip of your tongue over your teeth. Feel that filmy coating? That dingy film collects stains on your teeth, spoils the effects of your smile, and there's no reason in the world why you should put up with it. For Pepsodent toothpaste removes that filmy coating you can feel with your tongue. Pepsodent with Arium is a clean-tasting toothpaste with super-cleansing ingredients. It foams through your mouth in millions of refreshing bubbles that loosen and flush away the dingy film from your teeth. When you brush your teeth with Pepsodent, they're so clean they pass the tongue test. They feel clean, and they look so sparkling and shiny, everybody likes to see you smile. Tomorrow may be your big day, so go to your drug counter tonight and say, Pepsodent toothpaste, please. And remember to take an empty tube, any size, from any product, to exchange for your new tube of Pepsodent. Well, let's see what's happening now on Your Date with Judy. <laughs> I feel terrible. Aunt Lily's been practically in tears ever since we got home. She's practically ruining her makeup. Well, to me, she looks better with it ruined. You know, Randolph, I think she goes for Mr. Manchester. Well, she'll never marry him if we keep helping her. You know what I'm going to do, Randolph? I hate to think. I'm going to offer her Edgar. Edgar? What's she going to do with him? Well, haven't you ever heard of the Eternal Triangle? When Mr. Manchester hears Aunt Lily's going out with Edgar, well... You know what we'll have? What? Jealousy. I'm calling it the right now. Hello? Oh, is that you, Edgar? Yeah. What do you want, Judy? Uh, how would you like to have a date? Huh? Isn't this a slight reversal of form? Oh, sure, Judy. Anytime you say. How about tonight? Well, what I think, yeah. Oh, the date's not with me. It's with a new girl who just came to town. A terribly new girl, just 34 years old. Is it a date, Edgar? Hey, what are you trying to pass off on me? Some witch? Why, Edgar, what a way to talk. This girl's just about the cutest number you ever saw. All right, what's the matter with her? Nothing. She's very young and very attractive. She hasn't had a date for six years. Randolph. Edgar, will you do this? For me. Well, oh, all right. I'll do it if you'll promise to go with me to the summer prom. It's a date. Now come right over and pick up Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily? <laughs> okay, Judy. I'll be right over. He's going to do it. <laughs> 
Aunt Lily! Aunt Lily! Yes, Judy? Aunt Lily, I've got you a date with a new man. I don't want a date with a new man. Why, Aunt Lily, don't be silly. You didn't want a date with Mr. Manchester, and just look how he turned out. Yeah, just look. Now, Aunt Lily, it's absolutely imperative you impress Edgar. Because then you'll get dates with other boys. And the first thing you know, it'll get back to Mr. Manchester. You're chasing around with everybody. Will that be good? He'll be eaten up. Now, look, Aunt Lily, we've got to rebuild your personality entire. Again? Oh, no. We're going to rehearse. Randolph, you're Edgar. I'm who? You pretend you're dating Aunt Lily. Okay. I'm in the Edgar mood. Here I come, ready or not. Judy, somehow my heart isn't in this. Remember, it's all from Mr. Manchester. Well. Well, Randolph? Why, my dear Miss Morgan, it's a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> May I kiss your hand? Randolph, you know Edgar doesn't talk like that. <laughs> you don't have to be so, so Shakespearean. Oh, excuse me. The Manchester influence. Okay, I'll start over. Hi, you goon, let's spoon. That's too abrupt, Randolph. It's too abrupt. Don't you understand? Try it again. Oh, dear, that must be it. We haven't had time to rehearse. Oh, it really doesn't make much difference, Judy. Hello, Edgar. Hiya, Judy. Uh, oh, Edgar, I, I want you to meet your date, Aunt Lily. Aunt Lily, this is Edgar. Edgar, this is Miss Rogan. How do you do? How do you do? It is a pleasure to meet you. Gee, he's positively Shakespearean. Edgar, Cooper, what are you doing over at my house so early in the morning? I, I couldn't sleep, so I, I just thought I'd come over. Did you have a nice time with that Lily last night? Sure. Judy, I gotta talk to you. Well, of course, go ahead. Judy, I'm, I'm fats about her. Oh, Lily. Aunt Lily? Don't keep calling her Aunt Lily. She's hardly any older than you are. Why, Edgar Wilson, she's twice my age, and yours too. That's just it. She's so, so mature. And Edgar Wilson, have you got a crush on Aunt Lily? Don't call it a crush. That sounds so, well, childish. And Lily, Lily's so. Oh, spiritual and, and, and womanly and everything. Judy, I'm going to ask you something. What? Do you think I have a right to ask Lily to wait for me? Wait for you? <laughs> well, yeah, just until I finish high school. Edgar, you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. A lot of men have married older women. Why, when I'm 60, she'll only be 77. <laughs> Gee whiz, when you're 70. Oh, Bugs, I never thought this would happen. Judy, would you mind just awfully if, if I took Lily to the summer prom instead of you? Oh, Terry. May I see Lily, please? She's still sleeping. Do you want me to wake her? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't disturb her sylvan dreams for anything. I'll come back later. Bye, Judy. Oh, Lily Bell. Oh, Lily Bell. This is Green. Randolph! Randolph, come here, I need you! What's the matter now, Miss Fairfax? The triangle just backfired. Edgar is gaga about Aunt Lily. Now I have seen everything. And, and me. I'm just positively gaga about Edgar. Oh, Randolph, I'm desperate. Aunt Lily's in grave danger. Of what? Being robbed by the cradle? <laughs> Sweet, unselfish little Judy. 
Of course, you aren't worried about holding Edgar or anything. Randolph, don't quibble. What will we do? Well, let me put my brain to it. I'll think of something. Now, don't be so desperate, Judy. You'll get your man back. Hey. If Edgar had married Aunt Lily, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> Manchester. Hey, no loud talking in the library, Randolph. Well, what I've been trying to tell you is that my Aunt Millie's been running around with another man. She has? Yeah. He's practically on the verge of almost proposing to her. Hush. He is? Yeah. It's one of those whirlwind courtships. He's got her practically swept off her feet. Hush. Oh, that's terrible. It likes her because she's so simple and intellectual and everything. You know that day we saw you in the street. She was just made up that way because she was going to a masquerade. Hush. A masquerade? I never thought of that. Yeah. She was going to Judy. Everybody had to go with something funny. <laughs> you heard her practicing talking like Judy. Yes, I did. A masquerade. Oh, that's wonderful news. Of course. Now, if you move fast, you may still be in time to stop the elopement. There may be a ladder outside of a window this very moment. Randolph, I'm going to move faster than I've ever moved in all my life. Mr. Manchester, hush. Where is she? Where's who? Well, Lily, of course. Well, I guess she's upstairs in her room. Oh, quick, before she escapes. Mr. Manchester, are you going upstairs? We've got to stop that elopement. Oh, yes, of course. Elopement? There may be a stepladder outside her window this very moment. Well, if there is, this is the first I've heard of it. Lily! Lily! Where are you, Lily? Who's doing all that yelling? Mother, what's happening around here? I don't know. Mr. Manchester just ran upstairs like a crazy man. <laughs> I wonder what made him do that. <laughs> I hope he doesn't see Aunt Lily. She isn't a bit half or glamorous today. She's just herself again. Oh, that same old personality she used to have. I found her. Stop. I've got her. Stop. Hey, look at him. He's calling Aunt Lily downstairs like a king. Put me down, Donald. Put me down. He likes it. I want to say something, Lily. I want to say it right here in front of everybody. Don't do it, Lily. <laughs> do what? I can't imagine. Lily, call off that elopement. Why, Lily, what's been going on in this house? Oh, I wouldn't know. I'll make you a devoted husband, even though my courtship hasn't been whirlwind. Sounds mighty whirlwind to me. <laughs> Blows me completely over. Donald. Donald, are you proposing? Well, I... I guess I am. Take him up on it quick, Aunt Lily. All right. I accept you, Donald. See, they're engaged. <laughs> As soon as I get my breath, I'll congratulate you. Lily, I think I'm going to kiss you. Oh, oh not here, Donald. Oh, oh go no. ahead, Aunt Lily. It's fun. Children, I just got another letter from Grandma. What'd she say? Well, let me see. She says, I'm very happy to hear about Lily's engagement and... Uh, Oh, good heavens. What's the matter, Mother? She's sending Aunt Gertrude and Cousin Georgiana to visit us. <laughs> she wants us to get them married, too.
You have just heard A Date with Judy, the story of an American family. Let's join the foster family again for a moment. Gee, Mother, I had a good week. You did, dear? Yes, I had five dates. One with Ogin, and one with Hank, and one with Skunky. Answer the door, Randolph. Yes, Mother. Within 20 minutes after the receipt of this order for deportation, you, together with the members of all your family, should be ready for departure and waiting the street outside your house. Let me take with you one set of clothing, one wooden woolen blanket, blanket per person, food for several days, birth certificate, not more than $20 of... Fantastic. No, not at all. Hundreds of thousands of Dutch, Belgians, Poles, French have heard that order read. It is being read this very minute in some black corner of Europe. People are victims. Always the quiet, innocent people like you. Old and young, women with babies in their arms. And it can happen here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it can happen here. Unless we stamp it out over there. And that means guns and tanks and planes. Not only more than the enemy has. Not air supremacy, but air and ground mastery. That takes money. Every day, every hour. More planes must be built. More guns made. More tanks manufactured. That's right, Dora. Buying a few bonds isn't enough. We must buy bonds regularly so we can make the engines of war without stopping. Every quarter we invest in war bonds sends one dozen bullets ripping into Axis tank columns. Every dollar we invest turns our war wheels faster, grinds our enemies smaller. That's why our government urges us to put at least 10% of our earnings into war bonds. That's why millions of Americans have already joined the 10% club by buying war bonds regularly every payday. The best way to safeguard our future is to destroy completely... Everything the Axis stands for, with bullets, with planes, with tanks. And it'll take money. Ten percent of it every payday to do the job. My dad's a member of the Ten Percent Club, aren't you, Dad? That's right, Randolph. Because we know that every day, every dime counts in lives and blood. We hope you'll buy your quarter of war bonds tomorrow. A date with Judy came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company.